This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Oh, it's hot. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the Clear Victory. This is Rochelle, who's joined the call this morning. Good morning. Good morning, morning. Penny. Good morning, Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning, Miss Penny. Good Good morning, top of the morning. Thankful Thursday. This is Sabrina. Good morning, Miss Sabrina. Hey, Rochelle. Did I say it right? It's Rochelle. It's okay. Happy Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Yes, it is. Happy, thankful Thursday. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Good morning, Good morning, Miss Diane. Happy Thursday. I love you, love you, love you. I love you more. <laughs> Good morning, it's Susie. Well, hey, Susie. Good morning. Happy Thursday, love. Good morning. Same thing to you. God bless hey. you. God bless you. Hugs, hugs, hugs. Thank you. (laughs) You are so awesome. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Clear Victory. This is Rochelle. Who's joining the call? Good morning, Rochelle. It's Angela. Good morning, family. Good morning, sister. Happy Thursday. Happy, happy, happy Thursday. Yes. And my praise, sanctified dance. <laughs> hey, sister, good morning. Good morning, twin. Holy Spirit, activate. Twins, activate. activate. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen, y'all. This is a real quick praise report. Y'all know my son is on tour, and Minister Phil showed up in Chicago. I'm so, though, I'm just so you. See, we're Victor, so he's covered. I thought I wanted to share that. Yes, yes, he has definitely, God has definitely showed him favor in each city that he's um, uh, ministered in. Because he he didn't go play; he was a minister. He wanted to went to serve, and each each city he showed up in, we have blessed him, and he has blessed them. I'm sure when he get back, I, I you know your sister is on on it, on it, on it, Grand National. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Thursday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey. Have a great day. You too. Hey, hey. Have a good day, Lisa. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, who's joining the call. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. This is Tatiana. Thank you. Good morning, Tatiana. Morning, it's Krishanda. God bless everyone. Good morning, Songbird. <laughs> Happy Thursday. God bless you. Good morning, everybody. This is Judy. I'm just so grateful for this fellowship. It's really been blessing me. It's my tenth day calling in, and I'm just so grateful. And I'm growing. I'm growing spiritually, and I feel good praying together with y'all. So God bless everybody. To God, yes, to God be the glory. Thank you, Judy. Keep coming, keep coming, keep growing. No problem. Good morning. It's the love bar. Happy Thursday. 
be quiet, Sabrina. Can I say something now? Uh-huh. Hold on one second, Miss Sabrina. Good morning, okay. beloved Barb. Happy Thursday. Good morning. Bless the Lord, all my soul and all that is within me. This is PR. Good morning, Tanya. I'm here, Rochelle. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Oh, bless the Lord. Um, go ahead, Miss Sabrina. I just wanted to put a prayer request in um, for Mr. Angie Burrell. He will be going to court October 26th um, at 2 o'clock this month. And he's been in. So just lift up the Burrell family that he do get released because he's been incarcerated for 21 years for a crime he did not commit. And keep up the Smith, Shaw, Ellis. Um, family, because we're dealing with a lot of grief, you know, um, and just that God, you know, uh, bring my family together, because it, it's a, it's all kinds of, you know, He'll do stuff it. No, we're not going to even say what it is. We're going to say oh, who okay. he is. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. He's the restorer. He's the relationship binder. He's the he he's the one that puts it back together. He's the one that created it. So he's the one that can make it whole. So that's what we're going to pray. Our prayer for you is to be thanking God for doing um, the miraculous work that we prayed for him to do. So we're going to keep trusting God and thanking him and giving him the praise in the process. We're going to praise him in advance, okay? So that's yes, our prayer yes. from now on, that he'll, you, he's going to do it. Yes, yes. Yeah, my mom, you know, my mom tapped in this. She was tapped in yesterday, and she hit That's this a blessing. morning. So I I'm think just thankful. <laughs> yes, yes. To God be the glory. Has anyone else joined the call? Yes. Hi, this is Janet. Good morning, Janet. Good morning. Um, I did have to want to know if I can ask for you to um, pray for my goddaughter. She's been... um going through a really rough time with her mother. And she's, um, like, cutting herself. What's her name? Zanaya. Zanaya? Yeah, with a V. Okay. You said with a V or a Z? With a Z, like the last one. Okay. Zanaya's the daughter. And what's the mom's name? Her name is Bianca. Bianca, okay. We're going to be praying for both of them. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Be strength. Have strength. He'll do it. He's the relationship binder. I'm telling you, he'll make it whole. We just got to trust him as our true and living God. He's relational. Thank you. Yes, be encouraged. Have a blessed day, lady. Morning, everyone. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's joining the call and would like to say good morning before we get started? Good morning. It's Destiny. Good morning, Destiny. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good. I love the way you just like it's Destiny. Girls, Destiny. <laughs> say it, girls. Destiny. <laughs> Have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. All right. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is Joyce. I'm sorry. God bless you all. Hi, Elder Joyce. Good morning. Happy uh, Thursday. Happy Thursday to you and everyone. How are you? I am well. I'm so happy to hear you. How's everything? Oh, I'm happy. To, everything is going well. Thank you. Yes. To God be the glory. Yes, absolutely. 
Yes. All right. We're going to go ahead and get started. I ask that you please, please, please place your phones on mute. As you can hear that little tinging background sound, um, it just kind of like distracts the phone, the, the call. So we can just check our phones and go ahead and put them on mute so we can go ahead and get started. Good morning, Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us during the month of October. Our theme this month is forgiveness. All our declarations will focus on Abba's mandate for us to forgive others, even as we have been forgiven. Make sure you call in to be edif and be edified, encouraged, and empowered to live life out loud according to the will and purpose of God and his holy word. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Scazzaro. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern um, Central Standard, and 9 to 10 Eastern Standard right here by dialing the same number tonight. And that's 6 p.m. for our time, Pacific Standard, 8 Central Standard, and 9 Eastern Standard. Um, there, there are, just check the app. There are no new prayer requests submitted by the app. There is uh, two spoken prayer requests. Um, we're going to continue to lift up um, Angie Burrell and his family. Um, he has a court case coming up um, in October, and we're just believing God as he is the just judge. Um, Jet, we're praying. Uh, Janet has requested prayer for her goddaughter, Zania, and um, she's having some um, some emotional um, mental issues maybe. Maybe we won't call it that, but we're just asking God to restore her mind and buy, and restore her relationship with her mom, Bianca. There's a praise report. We're thanking God just for covering Didi's son, Armani, as he tour. Uh, we're going to put it out there, the world, as he's impacting um, people and ministering. And his um, group's name is Grand National. So, Lord, we thank you. The order of the call. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Angela. The declaration will be brought to you by Raven. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. I'll repeat the order of the call. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Angela. The declaration will be brought to you by Raven. The scripture for today is James 5 and 16. Therefore, confess your sins each of confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that they may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. I just remind you to place your phones on mute. Prepare your hearts as we go to the throne of grace. I now pass the call to 
Angela. Have a blessed day, everyone. Amen. God bless you all on this morning. We will be going together before the throne of grace, lifting up those families who have prayer requests, and um, just thanking God this morning, thanking him for allowing us to open our eyes and have a mind to seek him. Um, again, please check your phone. Please see if they if you are on mute. Some of you are driving. Whatever you're doing, please just triple check. And um, let us go before the throne of grace. Father, we honor you on this morning. Father, you are good. And there's none other like you. There's no one else to praise. There's no one else to direct our voice to this morning but you. Father, you are gracious and kind. Uh, Father, we seek your presence. Because in your presence, hallelujah, is where we find liberty. It's where we find truth. In your presence, God, hallelujah. Oh, God, Father, we seek your presence this morning, God. Gracious and kind and loving and long-suffering and compassionate God, hallelujah. Who else can we go to, God? Who else? can we seek? Who else can we praise? Who else can we lay before? Who else can we sit before God? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for opening our eyes today, God. And because you have, Father, forgive us. Forgive us of our sins, God. Forgive us for those sins we've created knowingly, God, forgive us and have mercy on us, God. It is by your grace and your mercy, God, Father, hallelujah, forgive us of our sins, forgive us of our shortcomings, God, forgive us. And Father, we say yes to your way and we say yes to your will, God. We say yes, Father. We say yes, God, from our heart, God, not just from saying it, but from our heart. We relent, God. We digress. We release ourselves before you, God, so that we can hear you, God, so that we can see you, God, so that we can walk with you, God. Father, thank you. Thank you for another morning. Thank you for this line. Thank you for bringing us together this morning. Thank you for a heart to seek you. Thank you for blessing us, for keeping us, for covering us. Thank you for fixing things in our bodies that you didn't even allow to disturb us. Thank you for watching over us through the night. Thank you for your goodness and your righteousness. Thank you, God. Thank you for calling us righteous. Thank you, God, for justifying us, God. Hallelujah. Thank you for establishing us, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for every testing, oh God. Thank you for every trial, oh God. Thank you because we know nothing is for not God. Every situation we may be in, every situation we've gone through, God, 
all was for purpose. It was all necessary. So, God, on this morning, we say thank you. God, we call on the one and only wise God. Father, we lift up our families before you, God, every person represented on this line and every family represented with that person, God. We lift you up, Father. You're the restorer of relationships, God, and we relinquish ourselves in those relationships, God, and we allow you to build the relationships, God. Father, we say yes, God. Oh, God, we'll take down where we need to take down. Oh, God, God will strengthen where we need to strengthen, and we will forgive where we need to forgive, God, in our relationships, God, with family and with friends, God. Oh, God, we walk, God, in your anointing, God, and in your anointing there is fullness. There is forgiveness. There is righteousness. There is peace. There is joy. There is goodness in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you on this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you for a heart to forgive. Thank you that it's first and not second, God. Thank you that it is our first nature to forgive God. Oh, God, Father, in every situation we've been in of unforgiveness, God, we thank you for the lesson we learned in it, God. We thank you for the lesson that it's taught us, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that we have a heart to forgive, just as you forgive us day in and day out, God. Oh, God, we thank you, God. Oh, God, we praise you, God. Oh, God, we worship you, God. Father, we lift up Zania, God. Oh, God, we declare a sound mind. We declare a sound mind. We declare a sound mind. We call out that wicked and evil spirit that would cause her to cut herself. Oh, God, we call it canceled now in the mighty name of Jesus. We're calling out Zania's name. Zania, 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 a sound mind. We're calling on a sound mind. In the mighty name of Jesus, we lift up Zaniah before you, God. You see your daughter, God. You created her before the foundation of the world. You assigned her to this time now, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we place a hedge of protection around her, God. Chariots of fire around her, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, we lift up her mother, Bianca, God. Open up her eyes, God, and open up her heart, God. Calls her to be able to hear you, God, for instructions for her daughter, God. We find all isms and schisms. Satan, the Lord, rebuke you. Out of that relationship, in the mighty name of Jesus, we lift up the Burrell family, God. You know the issue, God. We declare justice, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, cover the family, God. Cause them to relinquish their stance against each other. In the mighty name of Jesus, cause them to relinquish the pointing of fingers against each other. In the mighty name of Jesus, restoration will start within. You are the restorer. Hallelujah. The hearts must be willing. Hallelujah. Let there be forgiveness in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father, every person on this line, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, if we sit in a seat of unforgiveness, God, if there be any bitterness 
in us, God. Raise it to the top, God, and show us, God, so that we will relinquish, God, and we can walk in right standing before you, God. Oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you, God. We worship you, mighty God. We praise your holy name, God. We thank you for a mind of Christ, God. We know we have the mind of Christ, God. As Christ is, so are we, hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. So as we come off of mute, we want to give you praise and thanks, hallelujah. We want to ask you, God, for forgiveness of sins, God. We thank you on this morning, God, and we praise you, your holy name this God. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, we lift up your name, God. Oh, God, we pray, God, the enemy's head, God, in the name of Jesus, oh, God, be there in any unforgiveness, any unrighteousness, any bitterness, we let it go, God, and we apply the word of the Lord to it. Oh, God, Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We do want our heart, God. We in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Thank you, Thank Thank 
Forgiveness Day. Every day is a new opportunity to forgive. We're going to go ahead and get started. Um, this is a really, really amazing topic, um, an amazing theme. Um, you can unpack forgiveness so many ways, uh, but we're going to go ahead and dive in um, today and just kind of, you know, really talk about the beginning of forgiveness. Um, I know there's some common scriptures that we tend to um, use as a tool to uh, kind of impress upon people um, their right and their their identity um, when it comes to forgiveness. But we're going to go a different route today. So three of the most powerful phrases that we've heard in our lives and we continue to hear on a regular basis are, I love you, I hate you, and I forgive you. I know I hate you seems to be like, ugh, like we don't like to talk about that. But the most difficult one to live in is I forgive you. I find it so very easy for us to get to a point where we've broken down the walls of vulnerability to say, I love you. In fact, a lot of times we say it on accident. I know when you're dating um, and, you know, we're waiting on the person to express their love and their adoration for us, and sometimes it'll slip out and you'll say, I love you. You get mad. You've heard people get mad and, and fly out words like, I hate you. Um, but one of the most difficult phrases to say I've found um, in just my life and dealing with people, dealing with myself, um, is I forgive you. And, and I don't mean just saying it, but actually meaning it, living it, and walking it out. It's such a hard task sometimes. We deal with so much hurt. We deal with so much pain. We endure a lot of things in life that seem to um, challenge us in the area of forgiveness. But the greatest challenge that we face um, is ourselves, not always other people. Um, it's ourselves. Um, so our focal scripture today is going to be 1 Peter 4 and 8 in the New Living Translation is most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. That's going to be our main scripture, but we are going to unpack Genesis 3. Okay, I'm not going to read all of the verses. I'm going to really recap, and we're going to kind of discuss and break them down um, throughout this time, and then we'll go into the next portion of our call. So uh, Adam and Eve, we all know that story. We know um, what God did in Genesis 1 um, with creation. We know um, that he finished creation. Um, and we know um, that in Genesis 3, he starts to um, kind of discuss the uh, sin and the transgressions of Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve committed the first sin. We all know that they disobeyed God to fulfill their fleshly desires. Um, some people might even blame the serpent or the snake for their decision, but in his actual defense, God didn't even give the serpent the command. He gave a command. He told Adam, and I believe Adam shared that with his wife, um, and that was that. God didn't tell the serpent um, not to eat of the tree. He told Adam, um, don't, tell him, don't touch it, okay? So Adam and Eve were so inexperienced with conflict that they sinned without hesitation. They didn't think twice about it. And then afterwards, they really immediately went into a sense of shame, you know. Um, so they took notice of their physical vulnerability at that time, something they already were, which was naked, right? They were already naked, but their trespasses openly revealed to them their nakedness. They didn't realize they were naked until they sinned, but they were already naked, which is like crazy. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of times we don't realize what we've done until after who we are until we've done something wrong, you know, and so that's where they were. And what did they do? Well, they attempted to cover up their exposure. They put some leaves together so their intimate parts were no longer visible um, because of the shame that was their decision to do that. And I found that, you know, it's really amazing how internal shame will cause us to make irrational decisions, the kind of decisions that alter our perception of who we are and what we are and our actual values. Human nature is really something else. Um, I find it that we're constantly busy trying to fix things by avoiding the reality of consequences. As human beings, we hate consequences. Nobody really wants to deal with consequences because what they say is you made a bad decision and you have to deal with it, period. And who wants to deal with what you already dealt with when you dealt with what you were dealing with? (laughs) So the truth is we can't really fix things by avoiding them. We can only fix them by facing them. So if you're not driving and you're sitting at your desk and you have your pen and pad out, I really want you to write this down. I will face what I need to fix, okay? I will face what I need to fix. The Bible says that when God confronted Adam and Eve about this situation, they did not take accountability, okay? They chose to do something we have all been guilty of, which is the blame game. So it's easy for us to really point fingers instead of facing our errors. They showed that. I mean, from the beginning of time, they showed that. They took the heat from the problem um, and they chose to place blame instead of taking accountability. So taking the heat for a problem um, that we had in our hand, it, 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 it says that we don't feel like we're responsible enough to deal with the repercussions, okay? It's, it is irresponsible to choose to not take accountability, okay? The problem is we don't take the heat enough. When it gets too hot, we pull out, essentially. But we're actually called to be separate and do things differently than the people around us. Everybody on this call is called to be separate, okay? So when you're a chosen vessel of the Lord God Almighty, you don't have a lot of options. I know people in other places um, seem to believe that, you know, we all have a lot of options. Many people don't have a lot of options. We have the options to do right or we have the options to do wrong. That's it. Those are our choices. But the choice that we are expected to make is to obey, okay? We have the choice to obey, and we have the choice to disobey. And if we comply, our life is far less stressful, right? But being disobedient does not change God's syllabus for us. Being disobedient doesn't mean he's going to change his requirements. We're still required to follow his will. In fact, God had one boundary in the garden, garden and the only two people on earth couldn't even respect that one simple rule you have access to every everything else but you want to go and mess with the one thing i said not to seriously that speaks to the power of human choice even when everything is going good and perfect we still want to choose badly (laughs) adam and eve were the first guinea pigs to test and prove this theory Okay, so in fact, their sin was responsible for human exposure to God's anger. And so because Adam and Eve disobeyed, God cursed the serpent, and then he cursed the ground. Like, dang, you that mad at you cursing the ground? Like, that really speaks to how angry he was toward 
um, their actions. Doesn't The Bible doesn't say he was, he was surprised because God knows everything. He wasn't surprised. He was upset. And he had a right to be. He created these people. He created this place, this place of peace, um, this place of euphoria, so to speak. Um, the very thing that God gave man dominion over, this land um, in Genesis 1, became the very thing that he cursed in Genesis 3. I mean, literally, two chapters later, y'all couldn't even survive two chapters <laughs> before creating a problem. And so toward the end of the chapter, the word says that God made Adam and Eve clothing from animal skins. I believe it's verse 21, he actually says this. And so God knew that those little leaves that we've mentioned before that Adam and Eve grabbed earlier, he knew they weren't going to properly cover them. He already knew that. So what did God do? He was God, all merciful, mighty, gracious God. He had mercy. Even in his anger toward them, he gave them better than what they deserved. He loved them enough to extend more. He gave them clothing instead of allowing them to sit um, loosely in, a, in some little leaves. That when the rain hits, what, what do leaves do when, when they get wet? They stick, but they also get cold. So he gave them something that would keep them warm. Hang out there for a minute because we're going we're gonna to talk about that and unpack that a little bit more. So write this down. God's love always covers and provides more than I deserve. God's love always covers and provides more than I deserve. Okay? So even in this situation, God kept his gang face on. God's like, y'all are not about to escape repercussions. So he did what any of us probably would have done. He kicked them out of the garden. And God said, y'all got to go. Y'all got to bounce. Oh, and now you got to work for everything you want. Ain't nothing free no more. Ain't that just like a parent? I got four kids. My husband and I parent our children, and we haven't gotten there young, so we haven't got to this stage yet. But I remember when I was growing up, um, I've heard my mom say things like this, okay? You don't want to follow my rules, you can leave and go fend for yourself, okay? <laughs> Every black mama in America has said this same exact phrase. You can bounce. You don't want to listen to me. You don't want to do what I ask. You don't want to do what I require. Then you can leave. Go figure it out on your own. And everybody that complains about getting up every day and having to go to work, now you know who to actually be mad at. Your boy Adam and your girl Eve did us in. They are responsible for why we got to get up at umpteen o'clock in the morning before dark, I mean before dawn to go to work and that we have to work X amount of days to fend for ourselves, and to be able to provide finances to take care of ourselves. Well, the garden was actually created to be a place where there were no needs. Well, why do you say that? Well, we all know the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. There's a line in the song that says, All I need thy hand hath provided. So everything was there in the garden. God had already provided it. He spent six days doing it. He provided everything. He was tired. And y'all played on his tiredness. Well, he, I won't say he was tired. In his moment of rest, you guys played on this. You played on this moment of rest. While God is resting, now he has to come and come down here and come through and walk through the, the trees and the bushes and come reprimand you for being disobedient. There was no reason for Adam and Eve to selfishly disobey God. There was no reason. But the filthiness of sin extended our needs. Okay, we went from having it all in the Garden of Eden to having to work for it all. And hear me out, even in you working for it all, you still don't have enough 
you still don't have half of what you had before. So sin also extended our need for a redeemer from the sins of our foreparents, our foreparents being Adam and Eve. So now we need Jesus, right? So obviously God had to send Jesus to redeem us of our sins, to redeem us of this, this moment that we speak of in Genesis 3. It's wild how powerful sin is in relation to lack in our lives. It's crazy. Like, it, 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 it baffles me how we can make these choices and we have the option to do well, but we still are, our same simple nature still arises and we make this bad decisions. And they are not subject to children only. Adults even make bad decisions. We all make bad decisions. And some of them are regretful bad decisions, decisions that we wish we did not make, decisions that we wish we chose the high road. Um, I know Michelle Obama says something like, when they go low, we go high. Well, sometimes when they go low, we go lower, unfortunately, okay? Um, So, you know, I know you guys are probably like, okay, Raven, what the heck does any of this have to do with forgiveness? I'm about to tell you right now, okay? So the first thing introduced the need for forgiveness, okay? Forgiveness was not a part of the blueprint in the garden. But I'm about to break some shady news to some of you. Remember when I mentioned that Adam and Eve um, didn't take accountability? Remember I mentioned that, okay? Well, part of accountability is acknowledging error. We all know that. Well, they never got that far. So, Ray, you're saying that the first people to sin didn't even repent? No, they didn't even ask God for forgiveness. That's exactly what I'm saying. But I don't want us to get hung up there, okay? Um, It's here where God introduces to us the concept of 1 Peter 4 and 8, love covering sin, okay? So love is literally never-ending sacrifice of selfishness in order to embrace selflessness. So we have to cancel, we have to choose to repeatedly choose selflessness over selfishness, okay? And this really had me to reflect on how as kids when your mom would, you would piss your mom off so bad, and you may or may not get a whooping, because some of us, we never got a whooping, and it shows. <laughs> um, and others of us got too many whoopings, okay? But your mom um, would never allow you to go hungry, Right? She come in, mad and all, while you're in the room, hyperventilating. <laughs> she be doing too, too much. Right? Doing all that. But she'll still come in there and ask you, you want something to eat? And then she feeds you. She still maintained her posture of responsibility, regardless of how upset she was with the, the, um, the thing that you did against her wishes and her expectations. Regardless of her disappointment in you, she still provided. So I want us to consider God's grace and mercy being even greater than that. He teaches us in this story that sometimes forgiveness is found in acts of love. This is something we don't like to embrace, okay? For us, forgiveness is not an inherited nature, y'all. It's not, it's, it's not an inherited nature. It's an adopted nature, okay? We have to adopt the concept of forgiveness daily, Forgiveness is us intentionally trading our inherited selfishness, because that's what we inherited. We inherited sin and selfishness. But we have to trade that for an adopted selflessness. We have to adopt selflessness. We have to consistently and consciously choose selflessness over selfishness, okay? Something Adam and Eve never did, okay? They ruined the single opportunity while Christ laid her down 
thousands of years later, redeemed us of their choice, okay? He provided us with a second chance. There was no second chance at the Garden of Eden. Once they sinned, God closed the gate on them. That's it, okay? Y'all ruined that. No more of that. That was too good for you, okay? So we have a chance to make things right now, okay? We have a chance at forgiveness. Because of their sin, we have a chance at forgiveness. So we have to constantly condition and capture how to forgive, okay? So God clothed Adam and Eve in forgiveness. When they realized they were naked and vulnerable, remember, God covered their sin with those animal skins. If that's not an act of love, I don't know what is. He saw that they had already created a solution for themselves with the leaves, okay? That was their solution, was the leaves. And he realized, he said, you know what? I'm going to help them out. I know that's not good enough. And even though they disobeyed me, even though they are dirty and filthy and made these horrible decisions, I created these people. I'm going to cover them up. I'm going to give them something that they don't know they need. Okay? He gave them something they didn't know they needed. Nowhere does it say that God announced his forgiveness of their sins in this, um, in this chapter. Nowhere does it say that God said, hey, I forgive y'all. Y'all good, okay? Actions speak louder than words, and I'm going to hurt you guys right here. As people, we don't really care to resonate with this next statement, but it is the truth. Sometimes forgiveness is nonverbal. Sometimes it's in our physical response. Sometimes it's in our physical response. It's in our posture. Forgiveness is a posture. It's not words. The words are representation of your posture which is why you should not falsely say, I forgive you, when you know you are still bitter. Your posture will bleed beyond your words. People can feel when you don't forgive them. People can feel when you still got an attitude about what they did. Just like you can feel when somebody else don't. Okay, you can say, I forgive you all day and night to somebody, and they still hold on to that unforgiveness. I know that's not a word, but it is today. Unforgiveness will be held on to, it will, if you don't change your posture. Some of us do this all the time. We say it and we don't mean it. We, we say, I forgive you, but we still talk about what and who hurt us every chance we get. Somebody say, hey, girl, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. You know, well, how is um, Kiki? Oh, you know, Kiki's still Kiki. You remember what, we, what she did last week to me? Mm-hmm, I still ain't recovered. Well, that's your problem. You ain't recovered. Just because she hurt you, it's not, her, um, it's not her job to heal you. That's your job. So sometimes forgiveness represents accepting another person's right to make a bad decision. You want people to accept your right to make a bad decision, and the first thing you want to say is, I'm human. Forgive me, y'all. And you want to, you know, put that fake humility voice on, the church voice. Yeah, mm, y'all, excuse me. I'm human, human. You know, we love to say we're human. We love to say, oh, I made a mistake. But when somebody else makes a mistake, it's their sin. You know, we cancel them. We want to abandon them. We excommunicate them. But the moment we do something, it's a little white sin or a little white lie, but it's black when it's somebody else's. Not fair. Okay? God didn't kick Eve out the garden, he didn't kick Adam out of the garden. He kicked both of them out. Her choice to disobey the will of the Lord 
and Adam's choice were equal. He didn't treat them any different. Both of y'all got to go. Yeah, she gave it to you, but she also ate it. So you blaming her is not going to justify your actions. So what do we do when people make bad decisions? Well, we throw them away. No, you don't. You're not supposed to do that, okay? We are to create healthier boundaries that protect both of us and allow love to shield their vulnerabilities or mistakes from being exposed to other people who can't properly handle them, okay? So we don't throw people away. We create the healthy boundaries like God did to protect them both. God didn't create the boundaries to protect himself. He created them to protect him and them. Look, y'all not going to mess up what I did, what I made here, so y'all got to go. This is now a boundary. What you did will hurt you more than this boundary, but I'm not going to hold you to it. I'm going to still let you live. You're going to die, but I'm going to still let you live in the meantime because you're going to have to deal with what it's like to be without my hand. You have to work with your own hands. When you got here, it was all my handiwork. Now you're going to live by your own because that was your hand that grabbed that fruit. It's going to be your hand to plow until this, um, the ground and for you to fend and, and provide for your own family. It's going to hurt you. you got to know what this is like. You want to play God? This is what it's like. You're going to create. I had to create. Now you're going to create. But you're going to create and it's going to hurt. It didn't hurt me. You hurt me. Okay, so shielding those who love us also says that there is no shame or condemnation for those who are in Christ. When you're in Christ, there's no shame. We pick up shame, and that's a, a quote that we don't have to pick up. Oftentimes, many of us, we will pick on a cape of shame, and it's so big that it will be red, and it could be black, and it's just so dirty, and it's so filthy, and we pick these things up. And we carry them around, and then it's so big that we would rather walk around with this big cape of shame that everywhere we go, it leaves a trail behind us, and it drags dirt and people around that were not even a part of our situation. It drags them into our cape, and it puts, it puts them under there with us, okay? And so we're contaminating other people because we decide to carry shame. Any person that you're connected to can feel what you're dealing with. They may not know exactly, but you have people ask all the time, how are you feeling? What's going on? Oh, I'm okay. No, I see you're not okay. What's going on? Well, you know, give up the shame. We've got to give it up. We, we have to learn to embrace the love that covers what we've done. No matter how bad the situation is, we've got to learn to mend and move on. Write that down. I've got to mend and move on. That's your choice. You can't stay there in bitterness. It's unhealthy. It tears you down mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially. Every Ali, I got an A-A-L-Y, is no longer an ally. Okay? So, this is what God did. He created boundaries, like I said, and he didn't allow them to enjoy their freedom in the garden anymore. He said, you guys messed up and didn't own it, so I got to protect my brand. I got to protect my reputation of righteousness. And so he blocked the tree of life 
and then set new expectations with his boundaries. He placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. He was serious. A flaming sword? Like, whoa. That's serious. Like, you guys aren't going to come back in here thinking that um, you can do what you want and then return. It doesn't work like that, okay? It doesn't work like that. So forgiveness doesn't mean you have to accept a person back into an intimate space. God didn't accept them back into his intimate space. They once had it in, in his life. They once dwelled with him in the garden. He had conversations with him. He dwelled with them there. And now you guys aren't going to get that. I'm going to maintain my space, but I'm going to create healthy boundaries so that neither of us can get hurt in this way again. It simply means when you create boundaries and don't allow people back into that intimate space, it simply means I'm intentionally choosing healing over hurting, okay? But there will be some changes moving forward. There will be consequences. We're not going to – you don't get a free pass, okay? But we cannot force forgiveness onto other people because it's our mandate to walk in forgiveness, okay? Or because we simply don't want people nailing us to our poor choices. What I want to bring forth to those of us who are believers, everybody is not saved. Everyone hasn't accepted Christ. We know that. So we have to stop expecting and demanding that those who are not Christ followers follow godly values and principles. Stop expecting that from people who aren't saved. That is our principle. That's a mandate in the Bible. That's not a law. We don't have to forgive people out in the world. When you're living in sin and when you, when, you, when you purposefully choose, okay, I'm not into that God thing, you don't have a mandate to forgive people. Who, who going to check you, boo, like Sheree said? Who going to check me, boo? You, you can live how you want to live. So the one person we have control of is ourselves. Our range of capacity is a reflection of the grace of God in our own lives. Our capacity to forgive is really based on our level of grace. So this is why we often find ourselves frustrated with always being expected, expected to apologize first and forgive those who trespass against us. Many times it feels like, you know, no matter what we do, we are always left to be the bigger person. I'm one of those people. I hate it. And I'm going to be the first to admit it. I freaking hate it. It gets on my nerves. And I'm like, God, seriously, I got to do this again like, why you won't push them like you'd be pushing on me? Well, because he's called me to bigger, brighter, and better. And so there's an expectation that he has of me that he doesn't have of the other people. So take it with joy um, that he does have requirements and expectations of you because that means he thinks highly of you. Many times it feels like no matter what we do, we're led to be that bigger person, okay? And so for many of us who often say things like, oh, you know, I'm a giver. You know, if you recognize that trait within yourself that you're a giver, then it's really imperative, watch this, it's imperative that you also understand the weight of being a giver. I'm about to break y'all down right here. Givers usually feel that they aren't given enough. They're not on the recipient end enough, okay? They often feel depleted because what they do for others isn't always returned the way they put it out. I'm one of those people, I've learned to, Cut my, I've learned to create a healthy boundary um, and so that I am not expecting me from other people. It's hard to not expect yourself 
mother, you know the quality of person that you are. You know the quality of your heart. Everybody's not built like you. I've often had to tell myself, they're not built like me. And that's not an insult. They're a good person, but they're not built like me. And it's true. I want us to consider this. If you understand yourself to be a giver, then you have to also embrace your call to forgive, okay? And do it as the grace of God has been so freely given to you, okay? No matter how right or justified we are in a situation where somebody has done something to us, we are expected to step to the plate as believers, period, point blank. Ain't no argument, ain't no charge. We're expected to forgive. Imagine how God feels. That keeps me in check is imagining how he feels. Even when we are too ashamed to ask him, he still forgives us. Adam and Eve were so ashamed. They were so weak to sin and then ashamed of the sin. Like how you do something that you didn't have to do and then be so weak that you're, you're, you're ashamed. Like, dang it, at least stand in it and be like, yeah, God, we did that. It was pretty good too, but, you know, whatever. My bad. But no, they were like, oh, yeah, um, nope. And so for the same offenses, sometimes moments after we repented for doing a dumb thing, we lie and say, God, I promise if you get me out of this, I'm not going to do it again. Biggest lie ever. Just be lying. Because you do it again. Okay? So God really wants us to grasp this, and I want y'all to write this down if you can. I don't have to understand why to forgive. I don't have to understand why in order to forgive. It doesn't have to make sense for you to forgive people, okay? We forgive because we want to be free. We forgive because that is the expected posture of our heart at this juncture. God expects us to forgive, okay? Forgiveness does not mean you will not suffer, but we can throw that out of the window. Forgiveness does not mean you won't face the option to still choose shame because you can throw that out of the window. Forgiveness gives you the permission to not choose shame. You don't have to choose shame. shame. Shame is a choice. People can't put shame on you. Remember I said we wear, we put on cloaks and we put on these capes of shame? God didn't put the shame on us. We put it on ourselves. Stop wearing the, the, shame, the, the, the shame cape. Stop it. Stop wearing the shame cloak. You don't have to take it off. Jesus took, took that from us, yet we are still grabbing things that happened in the Old Testament um, against God. We are still grabbing the shame. This is the first account of sin, and we're still holding on to it. We're still, we're still dwelling in the place that God called us from years later. In fact, we're closer to the moment that Jesus died on the cross for us in than we are to the first sin. Y'all realize that? But we still choose the shame that came with the first sin. What the heck? So forgiveness also doesn't excuse poor behavior. I want us to be very clear about that. Uh, we can't preach grace when we want to be forgiven, but then preach eternal damnation, excommunication, and cancel culture when it's somebody else's turn to be forgiven. You have to be fair. If you're going to shame other people for the sins they've committed and the mistakes they've made, Shame yourself. And you ain't going to do it, are you? You want people to let it go. So stop hanging stuff over other people's heads. We all have sinned and come short to the glory and honor of God. But there is a redeemer of sin and shame. 
We have to choose the Redeemer. We all know the law of reciprocity. We know what karma is. What goes around comes around. You reap what you sow. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, etc. Those are all moral-based principles and values that we've been encouraged to adopt since childhood. You know, doing good, do good to others as they do unto you. You know, but and, and we teach people that doing good comes back. But I'm 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 going to be a bearer of bad news, and I know some of you already know this, but some of them got the brother Joe Biden spirit. This man has offered student loan forgiveness for up to $20,000, but people got, most people have more than $20,000 of student loan debt. I'm one of them, okay? That ain't putting even a dent in uh, in nothing for a lot of people. Like, what is that going to do? And a lot of us like that. A lot of us are okay with forgiveness as long as there's something left over I can still hang over your head, like Brother Joe. He can cancel all the student debt. We're rich. We're a country that has unlimited resources, unlimited money. We have access. We, If anything, we've created, um, the government has created more debt um, on their own account that doesn't even really affect us, but we're responsible for it. Unfair, right? Okay, but let's move back to our topic. A lot of us are okay with forgiveness as long as there's something left over I can still hang over your head. I'll forgive you, but I'm not going to forgive all of you. I'm going to still bring it up when I get mad. That's not the way. You cannot forgive part of it. You have to deal with the rest on your own, but then I forgive you for part of it. It doesn't work like that. It wasn't my problem to begin with. It don't work like that. I wasn't in the wrong. It don't work like that. I was justified. I'm hurt. I'm I'm still in pain. I, I I can forgive, but I can't forget. Stop saying that. We know you can't forget. But guess what? The song says, I never shall forget what God has done for me. So choose that. Remember what God has done, which was freely forgive you, instead of remembering what somebody else did to you. You cannot love well and not forgive well, because true love forgives. Those people who struggle with forgiveness are internally and often externally struggling with receiving and giving healthy love. You can't give me healthy love. If you struggle with forgiveness, you're not whole. Forgiveness is a muscle that we have to learn to exercise. We got to work it out no matter how uncomfortable it might be. No matter how much of a stretch it seems, we got to figure it out. That's our responsibility. We have to forgive and offer forgiveness, whether a person who hurts us requests the forgiveness or not. Adam and Eve hurt God. They didn't ask for forgiveness. But what did he do? He forgave them. It wasn't even his problem. He really didn't have to. That was his choice. It wasn't his problem. But forgiveness also does not excuse your memory, okay? You might still battle faults of what or who you forgave and what they did to you, but you still, in those moments, God, I still thank you for forgiveness. I thank you for the mind to forgive. We have a responsibility to not dwell in unforgiveness. We cannot dwell there. We have to move on. But what do we do when we struggle with forgiveness? Against common practice, forgiveness is not asking God to fix the other person. And I'm closing. It's actually us asking God to fix our hearts so that we are in a position to forgive freely. We have to get to a point where we're able to ask God to show us how to cover, you know, those who hurt us in love. Asking God to reveal how to give what we freely desire to receive. We all desire to receive love freely. We don't have to work for love. We don't have to work for forgiveness. 
We just be. But you have to treat other people in that same aspect. It's literally us asking God to teach us how to be selfless. We have to ask him for that daily. Daily, God, teach me how to forgive today because we're always going to be faced with options of not forgiving. Every single day we will be faced with those moments, and we have to pick up our cross and continue on. You want to get into the, to the gates of heaven? you got to forgive people. You can't harbor and hold on to those, those bad things. And a lot of times it's something that's so old, and I'm sorry, but the older it gets, the more dumb it is. Because you're thinking about something that was 20 years ago that your, do- your, your cousin ate your lunch and you still mad? I can see how that would piss you off at five years old, but it's 20 years later. You done had 10,000 lunches since then, and you're still mad about the one that somebody ate. Bro, what? That's not where God wants us to rest. He wants us to move forward and to make decisions that accept healing and wholeness. And how do you get there? You have to be forgiving. You have to learn how to forgive and to walk in forgiveness and to live and operate in forgiveness. So I'm done there. Um, we're going to now, now open up the call to our love, life, and victory. If there's anybody that has not yet um, said good morning or just want to greet us um, and say, hey, if you came on late, um, you just want to say hey, or you just want to provide some feedback, or you want to tag or piggyback on something I said, or you have some questions, now is the opportunity. The floor is open. Good morning, y'all. Come on. Good morning. This is Mary. Thank you. God bless you. Hey, Mary. Hey. Is there anyone else that wanted to share? Good morning. Hi, Brittany. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm okay. God bless you. Thank you for the word. Absolutely. Thank you for being a part this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for your declaration. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. Awesome declaration. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for your presence this morning. I think I hear someone else clicking around. Good morning. Good morning. Does anyone have any feedback they want to share or anything they want to, um, an experience you want, a short experience that you want to share about um, your uh, your road to forgiveness? Um, the floor is open for that as well, as long as it's short. Good morning, Danette. I was just calling, just chiming in to say good morning. That's all. But there is every day when I hear you guys, it's a new level. So. I'm enjoying it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this morning, Danette. Good morning. This is Topaz. Good morning, Raven. Good morning, Declare Victory family. Um, it's always a pleasure to be on the call. Raven, thank you. You unpacked that very well. And I wanted to say um, it's funny because uh, as you were speaking about um, the forgiveness that God has for us, sometimes we um we looking at life through a dirty lens and we need to kind of clean our, mm. our lenses and look at it more so from a, a standpoint we have in it sorry i was i was just saying oh someone 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 is unmuted okay go ahead i'm sorry 
I was saying that sometimes we kind of need to um, do exactly what you said, exercise our muscle memory, remember what God has done for us um, in terms of forgiveness and stop wearing those um, spiritual cloaks of shame, anger, disappointment, and put on the cloak mm-hmm. that God has, has you know, um, given to us with like kindness, mm-hmm. love, you know, forgiveness, all of those things, and um, just be an example of that. And so um, I thank yeah. you for your share. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. Hey Raven. Good morning. Good morning. Dee Dee, I love you so much. Your sound is so oh, I'm just smiling listening to you teach us this morning. That unspeakable part though, when you said sometimes forgiveness is there's nothing to do but actions and that hit me hard because we will say, Oh, I forgive, but still holding that thing. Right? And stuff mm-hmm. that happened twenty years oh, no, ago. Right. You are so you are so funny though, because um, you know, I have three children and my son is real huge, and he talked about that. He's like, Mom, why would you whip us and then feed us? Because uh, I love you, and I still need, to, <laughs> exactly. I still need you to eat. I don't want to catch a charge because I starved you after I whipped your butt. <laughs> so that was so good. That's a good analogy on how, you know, we get got to get us, right? And then he still provides. He still gives us mm-hmm. peace. He still restores some things. You, Your share this morning, oh, my goodness, because I, I thought – but I understood that forgiving advance piece. But there are some places that I know at almost 55 years of age, I still have work to do, and it's daily. So I love you to life, niece. Thank you for sharing, and you are blessing us. So y'all quit. If you whip your kids, feed them. That's all I got to say. So just feed them. Feed them. Look, show them love. Show them. Look, with loving kindness have I drawn these. <laughs> love you. Thank you so much. Anybody else want to share? Raven, you made some excellent points, but the one point that really stuck out to me, and I'm kind of thinking back on what I did, is forgiveness is found in acts of love. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. It is. It is. You know, um, sometimes we get caught up on what we think somebody should do or what we think some how some how someone should respond um with forgiveness but each person is different each situation is different and so we have to approach um like the young lady said earlier we have to approach with a a different lens we have to cleanse cleanse our lens okay if your lens ain't cleansed then there is no way that you can accept what god wants to even show you through the act of forgiveness because there's always a message in the situation if you have to forgive, but then there's something that God wants us to see so that we don't, um, so that we're not approaching the situation from the same aspect each time. Because if we don't pass that test of forgiveness, then we'll keep facing that same thing. And then you're like, wait, I just went through this a few months ago. Why am I still in this? Well, sometimes you ain't learned it yet. That's why you're still in it. And I'm talking to myself, too. We all, have, we all are on our own journey of forgiveness. And we have to embrace it and just follow what the word says. Good morning. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Uh Oh, we have two people. Mm -hmm. Go go ahead. I just want to piggyback on that action part. You said a whole bunch, Raven, so thank you um, for your teaching this morning. And that part about having to move and to 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 put the action behind the the words and sometimes 
you know, we have to speak something as if it is. So we we have to to speak to the point about um, forgiving, even even asking for the desire to forgive before we get to the point where our heart is really open to forgive. Absolutely. And I also yeah. uh, you point out about not expect. You know, we forgive according to our level of grace. And it reminded me of one of the six points that um, Radical Midwife talked about yesterday in, in terms of not expecting, putting our expectations on other people. And that, mm-hmm. I think, is an important point because then it takes the onus off of, well, they didn't do it, so why should I? But it's not about them, yep. it's about you. And it's not about expecting behave where you are because we're all at different different levels different places and and as you pointed out not everybody is a believer so why would we expect that they would um move and function um in the same way that that we do and Mm -hmm. we can't be concerned about that we have to do what we are called called to do and it goes back to ministry it's about you know looking at yourself and making sure that you are forgiving for what it does for you and for what you're called to do so um thank you for that word it was good Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else want to share? Somebody is cooking it up or something because we keep hearing pots and pans rattling, but you're not speaking. So if you're not speaking, please put your phones on mute so that we don't interrupt or disrupt someone else who is trying to speak. Thank you guys so much. Make sure your phones are on mute if you're not speaking. Miss Ray. Yes. It's Angie. It's Angie. Hi. Hi, Angie, Angie. Hi, Ray, Ray. Oh, my goodness. I needed to pop in real quick and say, when you talked about that um, forgiveness is a posture, that right there, that is so powerful. I hope people really, really caught that because, yeah. You forgive somebody, but you still acting funny towards them. You, you know, you evasive. You going in the other side. They're coming out the front door. Oh, I'm gonna go through the garage. You, <laughs> you have not forgiven. Oh my God, yeah. that yeah. was so powerful. I really hope that that sits well. We can even see it in our pets how loving and forgiving they are. You, they could do something, eat yeah. something, off the table. We could pop them real quick. But guess what? When they see us again, they're going to walk slow towards us, be like, uh, let mm-hmm. me check their body language and let me look to in see their face okay. and see. Yep. Now, if they could do that, what's wrong Listen. with Listen, and they My can't God. even talk. No, but they could feel we, if you are done. Extra, I say we have an great? extra ability. <laughs> yes. Yes. But thank you so much. Beautiful, beautiful share. So, so proud of you. Have a blessed one. Thank you. You too. Thank you for that prayer as well. Thank you so much. Amen. You know what, you guys? Angie just brought something to my mind. Um, How, you know, when we avoid people with our posture, you know, if they they do something that hurts us and we don't want to deal with them, um, we don't want to deal with the situation, we don't, that is also a portion of shame you guys, is avoiding. Remember, Adam and Eve wanted to avoid God um, in that moment, but God called them out, and he asked them a rhetorical question. Where are you going? You hide? What you hiding for? Are you hiding? He knew the answer. He knew that they were, they were, they had shame, but he did that to show them, hey, I already see you. I've been seeing you. I've been seeing you. I saw you, and I'm giving you an opportunity to see yourself. 
So if, if, if you try to hide yourself from me, you're also, what you're really trying to do is hide yourself from yourself. You don't want your sin exposed. So you'd rather hide, and then you'd rather go get some small, petty things like a lease, or what we like to do these days is use social media to hide, right? We don't want to face ourselves, so we'll hide behind social media, and we'll hide in the back of the church instead of sitting where we used to sit because we did something wrong and we are full of shame. That's a choice, and you don't have to pick that up, y'all. Don't pick up shame. Okay, anybody else? Good morning, hey, Raven. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday, honey. You made my Thursday even happier. That's the word it is, happier. <laughs> <laughs> honey, you brought the word this morning. Thank you for breakfast, honey. I'm going to eat on that all day long. The one thing that um, really, really, really stood out to me um, is I don't have to understand why to forgive. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that part right there, it just, it just, it just it it puts I I'm I love the 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 thought this Calvary that part that he made it so personal that he didn't stop the whole process I make it personal and for yeah. that very reason I don't yeah. have the right not to forgive because if he can forgive because I mm-hmm. I would have been mad I would have been calling the angels I would have been calling. Abba Listen. Father, I would have been like, hey, <laughs> this hurts. We're going to have to change this. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. So why can't we? But we could. he couldn't. He didn't yeah. because of yeah. his love for us. So you said so much this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you for just, you know, present, presenting yourself um, before the Father and allowing him just to pour into you that you gave us some Good words, some good, good, good words this morning. So keep doing what you're doing. You are definitely impacting, and it sticks. It it sticks. You said so much. I got notes, honey, and I promise you, I'm about to post some stuff. So thank you again. God bless you, honey. Thank you so much. I pray. Hey, um, thank you again. This is Dee Dee. Um, Shell, no, I'd be piggyback off on her. Raven, when you were talking about how he had already created it in six days so everything that we need we have everything they had everything needed and so because of the mm-hmm. sin gotta work like a like you said <laughs> before the butt crack of dawn getting up and for 30 years going out there and trying to be a provider for your family when just from sin it took everything and 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 that one that part right there one move and even the things that we've done ourselves some sin that we've done that is affecting our children our children's children and from our lineage you know some things that we have to break in the forgiveness piece like you said i don't even got to understand it there's levels to it how can somebody that don't even believe god know what 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 forgiveness is so we are holding people hostage to things that they can't even do they don't even know what it's about so that part got me not at all. And then when you talked about, and then I can't wait, I'm going to call my brother who's 15 months older than me because he, he made me fight like a boy all my life, right? And so I was holding a grudge. <laughs> I've been holding a grudge against him because I didn't understand why he was training me up for that. I can't keep holding on to that, right? We're about to be, mm-hmm. I'm 54, he's 56. Let it go, Didi, because he was trying to protect you the best way he knew how. So you made me think Men about that when you said your cousin. On. Right, you had your cousin ate your food and you didn't have... So much food since then, but you feel mad about that little lunch. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you worry about that. You do 
had a thousand lunchables since then, you worry about that one little lunchable. But wait, let me kill y'all with this. You don't know what God protected you from by allowing that to happen to you. We have no idea what God protected us from by allowing someone to eat our lunch. It could have been a fly in there. And we looking at it as they ate my lunch. Well, you weren't supposed to eat it if you didn't eat it. If they took it, so be it. There's a lesson to be learned. Just forgive. Even in sin, God protects us. Even in offense, God protects us. He does. That's how good he is. He's so good, we don't even understand him. We understand his ways, but we trying to too busy trying to understand other people's ways. If I can't understand all of God's, I'm surely not about to sit up here and try to figure yours out. Because guess what? Your ways are not his ways, and your ways are not mine. I'm focused on how I can get to heaven. And how do I get to heaven? I'm about to just go and forgive as many people as I can. Before you even do something, I forgive you, period. Let me just go ahead and get that out the way. I forgive you, precursor, okay? <laughs> Anybody else want to share? Hello, thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Joy. You, uh, you guys have a great season. Thank you. Thank you for I'm your obedience in the sound. I wanted to say how you discuss not dealing with people after you forgive them based yes. upon shame. Um, and how that is different than not dealing with people after you forgive them because it's a God ordained boundary. Yeah. Um, so we have to be mindful that sometimes God will establish the boundary between us and the person, but that is that's him doing it versus us choosing not to deal with them anymore because of motivated good stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Your presence is necessary here. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Anybody else? Going once. Morning, Raven. Hi, good morning. I, <laughs> I, I loved your your share. I was, the, the Lord just been speaking with me or dealing with me on on um going through an attack as opposed to just a one time offense. Um, mm-hmm. like if you have someone that's just a hater and dealing with them, and that, that's been my situation. Um, but even in an attack, forgiving the actions of another over and over shortens the duration of the attack and it shifts the trajectory of the, the attack. Yes. The other person looks really stupid attacking a docile, loving person. It really yep. changes the outcome all in all. And I'm I'm grateful. I wouldn't have seen this this morning had it not been for you. Thank you so much. Wow. You're welcome. Thank you for being present here. It's so necessary. Thank you so much. Anyone else like to share? Good morning, Raven. This is Juanita. I just want to say thank you for your declaration. And I really enjoyed your share this morning. Um, There were so many points in there. And um, I just want to say thank you. Have a good day. Thank you for being a part today. You have a blessed day as well. Anyone else like to share? We are wrapping up soon, but I'm leaving the door open for a few more minutes. Anyone else want to share? 
Uh, yes, so I would one... like to say something. I would like to say okay. something. Okay. Okay. Um, I was thinking about, I was, this is Tanya, not talking. You know, I'm a mess with you. I was thinking about God's hands and feet the whole time you were teaching. Anyway, that's the inside. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, listen. Why you talk to us like you cha-cha city, uh, Chase, or Katie? Talk about, stop it. Stop it. Stop wearing the cape. Take the cape off. I was like, wow, man. I was like, I, I started to look around and see if I had a cape. Like, dang, you ain't got to talk to us like that. Um, you made some really, really good points this morning. Um, but I, I, uh, a couple of things popped up in my mind. Um, you, you said something about um, uh, forgiveness may have prevented us from, um, you know, you never know, right? Um, not forgiveness, but the the example you used about um, something being taken from us or whatever, and we never know, right? But I also thought about, I also thought about this. Um, when you said um, forgiveness is a muscle that we exercise, I've, I, I understand the term. I've heard it before, but it something leaked in my spirit when I like it. It really, I had a God moment. It really resonated with me in that um, we go through these things, small things, right? We might go through some mm -hmm. small things, and you know, we learn how we learn how to forgive for that to prepare us for the larger things. Because throughout our life, we're going to constantly have, be faced with situations where we can choose to forgive or not. You know, it's it's not as big of a deal. I mean, you can make it a big deal. Like you can make somebody stealing your Lunchable a big deal. You can mm -hmm. make mm -hmm. somebody stealing $10 from you a big deal. You can make, you can, you we can make anything a big deal. But when it is like a really big deal, when, somebody for example assaults one of your family members or you know one of your family members is um you know as a result of a drunken driver you know they're they're disfigured mm -hmm. or maybe they're even god calls them home or whatever the case may be i'm just yeah. saying that beginning the forgiveness process now um helps to exercise that muscle and some of us on the call i can feel that you know, you might be really resistant to this because it's so hard, mm -hmm. the things that you experience. And so we're not making light of forgiveness at all. The goal mm -hmm. is to demonstrate to you how, number one, how important it is. We need to sweeten. This is this is a topic that's kind of bitter. <laughs> yep. And it, it, there's no pun intended. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. so in order for you to get it, in order for you to taste it, in order for you, like I think about my little granddaughter. Um, she's super, so we call her Von Von. Her name is Avani Love. She's super um, particular about who she speaks to. She's very shy. Mm -hmm. um, and she changes, you know, she's not one of those kids that's really super loving and just embraces you like Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha is yep. uh, Raven's youngest daughter. Cha-Cha is so sweet. She's going to hug you and all that kind of Listen, Von Von is going to look at you like, I'm not talking to you. I don't know you. You know, and, I don't know you. Gotta... <laughs> He's very you guarded. What? No. You, yeah, no. Uh-uh. Where's my papa? Anyway. Um, but but she, in order to sweeten the relationship, in order to build the relationship, we have to we have to use things to entice her a little bit, right? Yes. So so mm -hmm. in thinking about that with forgiveness, because we feel justified based upon yeah. you know what people listen, the hurt is real. Yep. The and hurt I didn't deserve that. Real. 
and it, right. I didn't mm-hmm. deserve you after after all I've done for you. You have the audacity mm-hmm. to do that to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm the one that that I'm the one that you called on in the middle of the night. I'm the one that paid your rent last month. I'm the one. Mm-hmm. I'm the one. Guess what? That but, but listen, that's us wait, 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 God. Wait, 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 wait. That's pride. That's pride, P-R-I-D-E. That's pride. Who do you think you are that somebody won't offend you and that you have to yeah. turn around and forgive? That's pride. That's a way of, so we talk about sometimes things happening to us. It's good mm-hmm. for us because it identifies yeah. something in us that we didn't even realize. I got pride in me? Oh, it was man. good that I was afflicted. Right? It was good Here's that I was afflicted. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It was good. Yes, it was good that I, that's good. That It was good that I was afflicted because now I know I need to do some work. Here's another thing that I want us to consider. Um, whoever is making grits or building a she shed, we can hear you. If you can put your phone on mute. She can put your phone on mute. Mm-hmm. It might be a she shed instead of a he shed. Thank you. Um, forgiveness, again, we've said it and we're going to say it for the rest of this month. Um, forgiveness. Um, it's a choice, number one. Forgiveness also happens in phases, at least for me. Um, mm-hmm. And we have to forgive. You, you said we have to forgive even when we don't want to, even when we don't like it, because it's an expectation. Yeah. And I know that's going to take a minute for people to process that. We have to forgive yeah. when we don't like it. <laughs> we have to forgive. Mm-hmm. When it's uncomfortable <laughs> or not, you can make a decision. Yeah. You can make a decision not to, because remember, it's a choice. And in so doing, you're going to experience some of the very same things and worse, especially if you're a believer. It's not a curse either. This is not me yeah. prophesying doom and gloom over you. It's mm-hmm. a fact. It's the word. It's the law. Just like it's yeah. a law for you. If, you. if you kill somebody, you go into jail. When they find you're going you. to jail. If you if you if you steal, you <laughs> might get the death the you might get death, the death penalty. If you steal, you know there are, there are consequences for that. You could end up getting a strike for that. Like right mm-hmm. there, there are things that happen as a result. So whatever whatever we do comes back on it. They call it karma, but it actually is the word. Whatsoever mm-hmm. a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So thank you for your yep. your declaration today. It was really good. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. I think that um, we're close to wrapping up. I want to make this one more point, and I'll allow someone else to speak if they would like to, and then we'll close up. But Tanya really put this on me, like just struck a match um, when it comes to the things that we endure and the things that we face. Um, Excuse me. When we come to the pivotal point of whether we are going to choose forgiveness or not, our God's expectation of us to forgive speaks to our maturity or lack thereof, okay? God won't put on us more than we can bear, right? So if he brought us to it, he'll bring you through it. That is, Those are sayings and things that we often throw around so much, and we'll say, well, I'm mature and, you know, I'm grown. Well, if you're grown, forgive, right? You know, it, we, we don't take on the right, um, the right motion, um, when it comes to forgiveness, we don't examine what our expectations are from God and why we have come to this point where we are expected to forgive somebody that murdered our baby. 
God, you want me to forgive this person? That's my baby. That's your baby. Yeah, but I forgave you. So we have to take on the, we have to take on God's expectations for us. And we have to embrace what it is that he wants from us. And it's okay if you don't know how, ask God. God, how do you want me to deal with this? How, show me how you want me to forgive. Give me examples. Point it out in your word. Speak to me while I'm sleeping. I love my favorite prayer is to ask God to speak to me while I'm sleeping. And I'm going to tell you why. It is the most vulnerable place you can be in because you have no awareness. You're not conscious. I love to hear from God while I'm sleeping because when I wake up, I have a revelation. He's shown me something in a dream. And I wake up and I talk to my husband about if I have the liberty to do so. And many times my husband's like, I have been praying about that. I'm so glad you told, I'm so glad you shared that with me. So there are times where we need to speak with God in a, in a realm that we have no cognizance of in order for him to move and to show us some things um, and to remove the calluses that we've built on our lives. And unforgiveness is a hard callus that you don't want to um, continue to add on to your life. That's something we want to take away. We want to take that cloak off. And so as we close, I want to say thank you guys for allowing me this opportunity to share again. I look forward to the future opportunities. You all have a wonderful and blessed rest of your day. Um, if there's something else that you think of, feel free to, if you can inbox me on Facebook, um, you can find me if you're not already my friend. Um, and we can, we can have dialogue there or tag me in something or whatever. But it was a great opportunity to speak today. And um, I now close the call, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Have a blessed day. God bless you. God bless you, Raven. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a great day. God bless you, Raven. God bless everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bless you, everyone.